Hey, day 13 of our devotional. It's been such an exciting journey. We're getting ready to close in on this amazing devotional. Thank God for what Jesus is doing. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. For the past few days, <laughs> I have been sharing with you guys on priesthood and sacrifices, but especially on offering our bodies as living sacrifice. We know according to Romans chapter 12 from verses 1 to 2, to two that the Bible uh, implores us to offer our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to God, for this is our spiritual worship. And the word says we should not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds so we can prove what is God's good, acceptable and perfect will. So we've been learning about the purpose of our, our bodies and we've been learning that uh, our body is not uh, a thing of entitlement um you know that we sacrifice we, we 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 give our bodies as a living sacrifice that we're not just entitled to our bodies but that our bodies are given to us okay for the assignments that god has given to us again remember that scripture in the book of hebrews a body you have prepared for me a body you have prepared for me so we want to continue um, in this and um, learn some more things uh, regarding, uh, you know, the body, but connecting it to a very vital uh, aspect of uh, spiritual sacrifices. I want us to look at the book of Isaiah chapter 56, verse 7. Isaiah 56, 7. The word says, These I will bring to my holy mountain and give them joy in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and sacrifices will be accepted on my altar, for my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations. The Bible says, Their burnt offerings and sacrifices will be accepted on my altar, for my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations. Now, let's look at uh, another key scripture, okay? And Matthew 21 from verses 12 to 13. Matthew 21, 12 to 13. The Bible says, Jesus entered the temple courts and drove out all who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of money changers and the benches of those selling those. It is written, he said to them, my house will be called the house of prayer, but you're making it a den of robbers then i've got one more scripture for us to consider and first corinthians 6 19 to 20. first corinthians 6 19 to 20. the word says or do you not know that your body is a temple of the holy spirit within you whom you have from god you are not your own for you were bought with a price so glorify god in your body glorify god in your body wow this is so powerful uh, the scriptures we've read. And the key thing here is to emphasize this thing again on um, the purpose of, of a body, the purpose of a body. And I told you that one of the things that you will see constantly in the word of God is how the body is described in these ways. Either, either we are described as God's house, okay, or it's described as a tabernacle, or is described as a temple. See, these references are important because, see, the Word of God wouldn't give um, identity to something without giving function to it. 
the word of God will not give identity to something without giving function to it. And, and I'll explain that a little bit more. So I'll give an example. God wouldn't, for example, call us sons of God, but then there is no function of sonship. Do you see what I'm saying? So we are called the sons of God, not just by identity, but we are called to function. God wouldn't call us the bride of Christ uh, by identity, but then not give us any function to it. God would not call us servants and then there's no function attached to it. God, God does not speak empty words. God does not name empty names. Okay. God doesn't get excited and think, oh, I'm just going to name, you know, sometimes um, when people, you know, name children and things like that, they may have seen the name that they liked. Um, okay. And uh, maybe, you know, it's a name that's trending. Okay. So I, I give an example. This is a beautiful name, by the way. So please don't, nobody, please uh, get offended by this, but you know, you could say like Jaden, see, there was a time where people were naming their children Jaden and there's a lot of Jadens around. We thank God for all the Jadens. That's an example, right? Okay. So you know, um, 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 sometimes people may do that and that's, that's a great blessing in it. So, but here's the point, God doesn't just get excited and, and just, you know, and just name in that, in that sense, right? God, and whenever God names, God accords function, wherever God names a thing, whenever God names a person, God accords the function in that sense. Oftentimes in the scriptures, God will change people's destiny by changing their name. God will change people's destiny by changing their name. So, for example, Jacob was chained to Israel. For as a prince, you have power with God and with man. Abraham was chained to Abraham. Okay, Abraham possibly meaning assumed father to Abraham, father of many nations. So, whenever God God accords name. Okay, God also accords function in the same way, um, us being called the temple of God or God's tabernacle is not just killed. It's like us being called a royal priesthood. This is why we've been going on this whole thing on what priesthood is, because we've been saying, hey, this priesthood thing is not just a title. It's not just a cool thing. It's not just a brand. It's a function. Okay, it's an identity, but it's an assignment. It's a function. And so the same thing with us being called God's house. The Bible says, it says, do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? That alone lets us know that um, this us being the temple of the Holy Spirit is not just a cool brand. There are actual functions to it. And that's why we, we went to the book of Isaiah and we looked at one of the things that God expects in his temple, right? And in the book of Isaiah, uh, we see that God said, he said, my house, the house of God is also the temple of God. He said, my house shall be, uh, be called the house of prayer for all nations, where you shall bring sacrifices upon my, my altar. My house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. So the temple of God, okay, is, 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 is a base for, yes, kingdom activities, but a base for prayer. And in the book of Matthew, we read, Jesus going into the temple. And when Jesus went into the temple, the Bible says that he drove out those that were buying and selling and re restored order in the temple and said, do you not know my house shall be called a house of prayer, establishing that the, uh, the temple of God is a place for prayer to be offered, a, pray a place of 
of divine activities. I'm going to add one more scripture. One more scripture. I love this particular scripture where uh, Stephen is talking to uh, some people who, who were there to persecute him and, um, and, and the listeners. And this is what he said. He said, God does not dwell in temples made with human hands. God does not dwell in temples. Acts 7.48. Acts 7.48. So please note this. He said, uh, however, the Most High does not live in houses made by human hands. Okay? As the prophet says, heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. What kind of house will you build for me, says the Lord, or where will my resting place be? And then the next verse, verse 50 says, has not my hand made all these things? Right? Okay, so the key thing here is this. Stephen was talking about how Solomon built a temple to God, but God does not even dwell, dwell in temples made in human hands. In other words, this temple where... Uh, where a where a metaphor or they were a shadow of the real temples to come okay so in the old testament when god would speak and say you know my presence will not depart from this place my ears will not depart from this place yes god did honor that but the truth of the matter is that um god was giving them okay a foreshadow or giving us rather even a foreshadow of things to come that as we look at what would happen in the temple in the old testament we will understand this new tabernacle this new temple that is not a physical structure but it is actually our bodies do you understand what i'm saying today this is very important okay so the temple of the old testament was actually prophetic god did dwell there okay but the temple that god was still really pointing to is this temple that we have our bodies our bodies okay god does not dwell in temples made with human hands even you know when we go when we go to uh, a place to meet physically on a sunday you know that space really is nothing without the people of god what sanctifies that space is us the living temples coming into that space bringing the very presence that makes it holy and that makes it that makes it that makes it sanctified so the key thing here is this understanding of the fact that our bodies don't belong to us our body is a temple it's god's tabernacle and as a result what then what then should a temple exemplify Okay, what activities should go on in a temple? Well, sacrifice, okay? Sacrifice on the altar in the temple, that's what's meant to happen. And one of those sacrifices that is so key, one of the reasons why we exist in the body, please, I want to say this so we can really, we can be challenged and we can understand it and make no mistakes about it whatsoever. One of the reasons why we exist in the body okay is for prayer is so that prayer can pass through remember what i said to you i said to you that our bodies give us legality on the earth okay if you don't have a body if one doesn't have a body they don't have a they don't have business in this realm so the body gives us legality and the opportunity to interact in this realm so one of the main reasons why we have a body okay is so that prayer transactions okay prayer transactions can flow to the earth god wants prayer flowing from from earth to heaven 
and consequently response coming down to the earth. Right? Coming down to the earth. So one of the reasons why we are in the body. Now, notice the use of my language. I'm not just saying we have a body. Okay? I want to change your consciousness to we are in the body. <laughs> I love it. I love when, when, when Paul okay, um, and Peter and Cole, they would talk this way. Okay, um, they will say, will say, Paul, for example, will say, he say, if I'm in the body, right, it's for your benefit. See, he realized that he was in, it was in the body. Okay, Peter will say, the Lord has shown me that I will soon put off this earthly tabernacle. See, they understood that this was a tabernacle. They understood. So, this is one of the reasons why we have this tabernacle, you know, in the scriptures. The Bible says in one place. He says that the glory of this latter house shall be greater than that of the former. The glory of this latter house shall be greater than that of the former. And certainly when God spoke those words in the book of Haggai and, 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 and the prophecy, you know, the, regarding the people rebuilding the temple and all of those things. Yes, of course, God meant what he said for them, but he was also prophet, prophecy for us because the real latter glory is the glory that is resident in this body. I love it in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4 when Paul says, he puts it this way. He says, we have this treasure in earthen vessels we have this treasure in earthen vessels this treasure of the gospel this treasure of the life of christ this treasure of the of, of the new covenant this treasure of, of of the grace of god he says we have this treasure of the and earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of god and not of us see this is what it is see see this 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 temple this tabernacle your body contains Oof, the Holy Ghost, my body contains the Holy Spirit. That's a mystery in itself. That's a mystery in itself. Okay. And one of the things and one of the reasons why we are in the body, okay, is so that prayer transactions can go up because this is what the, this is what's meant to happen in the temple. Okay. It's meant to be, the, the, the temple is meant to be a place of prayer movement, prayer communication, prayer transactions, prayer, <laughs> you know, what, what else can I say? You know, uh, 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 pr prayer investments, what's meant to happen. So we exist in the body to carry out the business of prayer. So in other words, anyone who is not carrying out the business of prayer essentially is not justifying why they are in the body. I know that's strong, but that's the reality, okay? If we understand the, the role, the centrality, God, God, God could have said, and I think he did mean this, that his house could be called the house of worship. Of course, his house is a house of worship. God could have said his house could be, could, would be called the house of, of word. Of, of course, his house is a house of word, but he wanted to really emphasize this. My house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. That lets us know how mighty prayer is how important prayer is for it to bear the the, the 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 identity of god's house and this is what the bible says the bible says that we are god's house <laughs> see we are god's house so we shall be called a house of prayer Hey, I want you to say that to yourself. Say, I'm a house of prayer. I'm a house of prayer. Yeah, we shall be called the house of prayer because, see, prayer is so vital to God. It's so important to God. You know, I'm, I'm going to show you something as we get ready to, 
uh, to close out today's devotional, Ezekiel chapter 22 from verses 28 to 31. Ezekiel 22, 28 to 31. This is what the word of God says. He says, Her prophets whitewashed these deeds for, for them by false visions and lying divinations. They say, This is what the sovereign Lord says when the Lord has not spoken. The people of the land ex practice extortion and commit robbery. They oppress the poor and, and needy and mistreat the foreign, denying them justice. I looked. Now watch this verse. He says, I looked for someone among them who would build up the wall and stand before me in the gap on behalf of the land. So I will not have to destroy it, but I found none. So I will pour out my wrath on them and consume them with my fairy anger, bringing, bringing down on their heads all they've done, declares the sovereign Lord. See, God was speaking concerning his people. And he was saying that, listen, there was all sort of atrocities in the land. Okay, robbery, um, injustice, and all of these things were there. And God said, whilst these things were happening, he said, I looked for a man amongst them who will stand in the gap and build up the wall. See, God here was looking for someone to intercede intercession is standing in the gap god said wow he, he he saw what was going on and god in his mercy was looking for a way out for them he was looking for a way out for his people right and the way out that god was looking for was a way out of someone standing in the gap and building up the wall because there was a gap see god was looking for someone to stand in the breach someone to stand that's intercession do you see what I'm saying? So that means at when when at times of crisis on the earth, crisis in a family, crisis in a nation, crisis in 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 a in a in a in a business, crisis in a church, and all of these things, what God is looking for is God is looking for intercessors. God is looking for intercessors. Jesus being the chief intercessor that has brought redemption to us and salvation. But that work of Jesus, it's amazing that even though Jesus Jesus has brought redemption to us. The Bible says that Jesus in the book of Hebrews, he continues to intercede forever. He continues to intercede. He hasn't stopped interceding. So intercession is an ongoing work. And this is why prayer is so important. And it's because intercession brings intersection between heaven and earth, between the will of God and the activities of man. Without intercession, there can be no intersection. It will be illegal. It will be unruly it will be unlike god for god to just invade the activities of men without the intervent without the invitation of man this is why fellowship is important fellowship is powerful because we enjoy god but we also invite god to have unlimited and unrestrained access into our world and one of the reasons why we are in the body is so that prayer can be present on the earth, so that prayer can be abundant. So you are not just a temple, you are a house of prayer. And failing to generate prayer is to fail to operate and to optimize your status, my status as the temple of God. We're going to go into this some more tomorrow. And I'm excited about what the Spirit of God is teaching us. My house shall be called the house of prayer. We are in the body to generate prayer. God bless you. And I look forward to catching up with you tomorrow, the 14th day.